everybody, and welcome to another episode of Trust Your Board Podcast. My name's Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. How you doing, Will? Steve, I'm, I'm doing well until I'm sitting here realizing that since we're talking about week five this week, we are a quarter of the way through the entire fantasy season already. You know, probably looking at, what, 16, maybe 17 game, weeks of fantasy football? Yeah, yeah, you really are. Um, crazy. I never really thought of it that way, but you are... You are telling the truth. That that's that is pretty crazy. Yeah, first quarter of the season in the books. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. We'll be talking uh, playoff pushes soon. From yeah, a fantasy at this point, I mean, you're probably looking at yeah, fourteen ish, week fourteen, fifteen, probably for most people, yeah. thirteen, somewhere in that range. Yeah, yeah. So wow. Yeah, I'm you know eight weeks away, probably a third of the way through your fantasy regular season for the most part. Maybe slightly under, but you know, a quarter of the way through the regular NFL season. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. Um, yeah, well, I mean, with that in mind, you know, we got uh, start sit for that week five. Um, so you ready to uh, go ahead and jump right in? Yeah, cool. Let's do it. We'll start with the quarterback as usual. Um, starting with, I think, a tough one. Uh, fantasy star Jared Goff at New England, um, or fantasy bum Russell Wilson. Versus the Colts on Thursday. Yeah, and, in, and through the first few weeks, that's been the case, which is really interesting to see. Um, although, you know, Russ really did snap back into it this week. 230 yards, three touchdowns, 30 yards on the ground. So, got back into it. You know, it looks like in, you know, the you know, a lot of leagues was probably in the high 20s. Uh, but Colts are tough defense, uh, but it is in Denver, so that's helpful. Um and it does look like he was just taken off of the injury list. He was, uh, I think, limited early in the week, but practice today, taking off the injury list, where we have Jared Goff, who, you know, was one of the darlings I think we've seen here early on and, and really turned it on, you know, almost 400 yards, four touchdowns against Seattle. But going to New England is always tough. I don't, I don't care how you know bad the Patriots or mediocre Patriots are as a whole. Bill Belichick is always good at scheming. So I think it really comes down to weapons. Um, you know, Belichick's going to take your best weapon away. And if your best two weapons aren't playing and he's going to take away the next one, I think it's going to be tough. So I'm going to go with Russ. You know, I think this was going to do or die last week for him. You know, he, he put out, it was, you know, against a bad Raiders team, Raiders defense, but. Uh, no Jonathan Taylor. I think that's really going to hurt the Colts' offense and could put the defense on the field a lot more, which, you know, if you can't sustain drives, your defense is going to be more tired. Uh, I think the Colts or the the Broncos are well more, better positioned to, you know, sustain a loss even in one week, but obviously for the year of Javante Williams than the Colts are for this week not having Jonathan Taylor. So I think it's actually pretty easily rust for me, but. You know, mostly the matchup and kind of all the situation. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I'll go with Ross. I, you know, it's been one week, so I definitely don't trust him by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, the Patriots' defense is just a, a scary thing to behold. So I, uh, I'll go with Ross. I will call out the Thursday game. Those games can be weird. Um, yeah, you know, definitely. for Russ, who in the Broncos as a whole, they haven't looked good. You know, having a short week might not really be great. Um, so it definitely could be a problem, but you know, I I'm worried about the New England defense, so I will stick with Russ there. Yeah, brings us to our second matchup here: Kyler Murray versus the Eagles. 
home. Kirk Cousins versus the Bears also at home. Yeah, I think I'll go with Kirk here. Um, Vikings as a whole been kind of up and down, um, but that Eagles defense looks really good, and I don't know if I want to play Kyler against it. Um, and that's really, I think, all it comes down to. Um, the the Vikings Bears game does have potential to be pretty boring, uh, but I, I think I'm trusting Cousins a little bit more in this one. What about you? Yeah, it's tough, um, especially because the Eagles really didn't see a mobile passer yet. I mean, you had your Goff, Kirk Cousins, pretty you know stable. Carson really didn't run too much, um, and and I think. While Lawrence, you know, is more mobile than those guys, the rain kind of negated, you know, what you'd see out of a traditional game. I'm interested to see what a mobile passer can do against this defense. I mean, obviously they practice against one of the best mobile passers here in the league and Jalen Hurts each week. So, you know, just talent, talent standpoint, you know, a team that isn't playing well but really has to get on track. I, I want to go Kyler, but the matchup is just so good for Cousins. So I think... You know, your floor play is Cousins, right? If you're in a close matchup or you're projected to win, I would just kind of take those guaranteed points. If you need a ton of upside, you're not projected to win. You don't, you know, you, you think you're going to need to score a lot. I think Kyler has better chance with those rushing yards, with you know, big plays, with the weapons that he has. Um, but I think, you know, in a vacuum, I would take Cousins as well. Okay, perfect. Um, and our our last one here is uh, Gino. At New Orleans or Trevor Lawrence versus Texans? Um, yeah, I mean, stay in the flames, right? Like Geno Smith on fire. Who would have thought? Thirty-two points, three hundred twenty yards, um, you know, three touchdowns, fifty yards on the ground against Detroit. Um, but New Orleans at home, or you know, a home New Orleans team, even though they're not playing great, it is a tough place to play. Um, and, and Trevor Lawrence, I think kind of was in the flames until the rain put him out and put all of, all of that, both those teams out last weekend. Um, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. I think, you know, if there wasn't rain there, I do think he probably would have had a better game. It's tough defense, you know, obviously the Eagles last week, but I think, you know, he has really risen into what we expected him to be. And you know, a lot of times it takes, you know, a, a rookie year to get through that. So Definitely looks like the part, and I'm going to take Trevor here. The weapons, you know, good matchup there against the Texans. Yeah, I think I'm going to go that route as well. Um, he's been pretty good for fantasy outside of that last week, um, and just overall has the better matchup. I think Gino probably falls back to what he had been earlier in the year, um, which wasn't anything spectacular from a fantasy standpoint. Um, New Orleans defense being good, you know, Winston's still not practicing, so it doesn't look like he's going to be playing, I would assume, um, which definitely takes some of the, uh, the the shootout potential away. Um, so, yeah, with all that said, I'm with you. I'll go with Lawrence here. All right. Uh, we've next got a running back. We've got full PPR here. James Conner versus the Eagles, J.K. Dobbins versus the Bengals, and Damian Harris versus the Lions. Yeah, an interesting one. Um, and it feels weird going with this one over the other two, but I'll take Damian Harris. Uh, Lions matchup is great just, matchup. Yeah, yeah, it's always so juicy. Um, Connor, you know, doesn't seem like he's hundred percent. Again, he's got the Eagles defense. Not, not a uh, not a fun matchup there. Um, and while Dobbins is looking better, 
last week. Um, still want to see more before I'm going to trust him over somebody with such an easy matchup like Damon Harris does. So I'm sticking with uh, Harris there. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to go Harris as well. I mean, the matchup is just too good. The Lions, you know, have not four games in proven to just be a team that has gotten run all over. Um, I like Dobbins. I think, you know, this could be the week where he really bounces back. But like you said, you usually want to see it first. And, you know, the the matchup and the injury there of Connor, to, you know, it's a bad combination for me. So pretty easily Harris. I mean, most, most of the time when you have a running back playing against the Lions, you're going to want to play them. And then this one is a good running back. Uh, so I think that's going to be probably a pretty good game. And Harris is going to be involved. Yeah, perfect. That makes sense. Uh, we got Connor again, half point PPR. So again, Connor versus Eagles or Melvin Gordon versus the Colts. Yeah, man. It's a tougher one than you'd think. Melvin did not look good despite you know having some of the work there at the end. Um, neither did Boone. Uh, and, and now you have Latavius Murray. So you'd think Connor's going to have the first shot at it. Um, so I want to say Connor, but as you said, you know, those Thursday night matchups are tough. Colts defense is tough, you know, but the Eagles defense is good as well. And don't particularly want to play Connor there. I feel like I, I, I lean Connor. I don't really love either of these. And I kind of want to see how the Denver backfield shakes out here. Um, you'd imagine Gordon's going to get the, you know, the lead work. I think I'm, you know, it's going to rely on, you know, injury news. You know, what do we know about James Conner? You know, is he even practicing in full? Do we think he is going to get all of the scrimmage yard you know, or all, you know, most of the carries? Um, but I, you know, I, I, well, the Eagles even isn't playing good. I think Arizona, you know, it's a home game for them. I think they are going to be able to score some points. Like, you know, you could see this being a fairly high scoring affair. So I'm going to go James Conner here. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it is close. I'm with you. Um, it really, to me, comes down to who's got a shot of a touchdown, and I think that would be Connor. You know, I could see them both going for like thirty yards, but who has the the upside for a touchdown? Like Connor is just a touchdown machine. Um, so I lean his way. I'm with you. I don't. You, you would assume Melvin's going to have first crack at the job, um, but you know, big highlight on his fumble issues this week, um, and. You know, what happens? He comes out of the gate and fumbles again. You know, you got Latavius Murray now in there. You could be working in more. Boone, they could be working in more. It could just be a whole mess there. So uh, I'd rather swim away from that, and I will uh, stick with the (laughs) touchdown upside of James Conner. All right. And our last running back matchup, uh, back to a full PPR here. Rashad Penny at New Orleans. Kareem Hunt versus the Chargers. Yeah, this is a solid one. Um, I think put my own biases aside um but i I think i'll go with hunt like that one looks like it could be uh i don't know if it'll be high scoring like if the browns can keep pace with the chargers um but you know chargers got a good offense they're going to put it put up some points and that could you know force the browns and kareem hunt onto the field more more of those pass catching situations being down um not that i think penny's a bad play just see more upside with hunt this week i agree you know full ppr as well definitely helps hunt He's a very good pass catcher, um, and they may need to, you know, have some pass catching out of the running backs. You know, with the Chargers' high-scoring offense, there's been some injuries on the Chargers' side as well, so that you know helps with the matchup not being as difficult. You know, for that defense. Uh, now, Penny obviously coming off of the huge, uh, you know, huge week. I think was it last week or two weeks ago against Detroit? I think it was this most recent week, right? Yeah. Sean Penny, yeah, yeah I I mean, 151 yards, two touchdowns. 
you know, has that Detroit matchup. So, that in mind, if you're team plays Detroit, running backs have thrived. Uh, but I think that's really vaulting him up for a lot of people seeing that. You know, thinking, man, how can I bench a player that just did that? I, I do think that was more of the matchup. So I, you know, I, I think that is part of it for me. Um, once again, New Orleans, I think you know, they are a stingy team. It's a tough place to play. Very good home field advantage. And, you know, I, I just trust Hunt more. There's, you know, always that looming possibility that Walker infringes in some more carries or, you know, one of these games, you know, in all likelihood, if, if Walker's going to be what we think he's going to be, he's going to have a breakout game in his rookie year. Um, so whether it's just getting more of the carries or, you know, actually having sustained success there throughout the game, you, you have that looming as well. So I, I think... If you were lucky enough to have started Penny last week, congratulations. I'm not playing them again this week here. I'm going cream hunt. Solid. So uh, taking a look at our wide receivers here, PPR, we got Robert Woods at Washington, Deontay Johnson with his new quarterback at the tough Buffalo defense. Yeah. Yeah. Going against Buffalo, new quarterback in Buffalo, not a great matchup, but you you got to think the volume's going to be there for Deontay. I'm sure there'll be some dump-offs to Najee as well. Um, but, you know, he, he didn't look horrible. I mean, he looked good. You know, he looked the part, you know, maybe not an all-star quarterback, but someone who can hang in the league. He definitely had the moxie playing. Um, obviously, the Traylon Burks injury is going to vault Woods up. Uh, Washington, you know, not a great matchup, not a horrible matchup. I think they're probably on the plus side. But for me, I'm, I'm, there's just no way I'm playing Robert Woods over Deontay Johnson. I have both of them in the league. I may have to play Johnson at the flex with the injuries I have, but it wasn't even a question that, that Deontay Johnson is, is locked into my receiver position. Yeah, same, I think. Um, I, I could definitely see a world with Deontay is just nothing, you know, in a tough matchup with a rookie quarterback. Um, you know, it does, it can be worrisome, but he's, he's very hard to set. So I think I'll go with Deontay here. Um, you want to roll the dice and go with Woods. I get it. I, I don't think I would though. All right. Moving on another PPR matchup, Michael Pittman at Denver here. Once again, that Thursday game or Brandon cooks at Jacksonville, both on the road. Yeah. I think I'm going with, uh, Brandon cooks here, believe it or not. Um, okay. Yeah, it's um, kind of surprising. You know, Pittman, the offseason darling, you know, started off, had a great week one, um, was out a week, a, a fine, you know, third week there. Um, didn't do a lot last week. I think he only caught like three, um, 30 something yards or something to that degree. So um, not the best, but he's got a very difficult matchup. Um, Denver giving up Patrick to Sertain Jr. Yeah, the, the fewest points to the wide receiver position um, out of Denver. So that is worrisome. Combine that with A, Thursday night game, B, and the offense not being you know super great. Um, gives me some worry. So I think I will uh, I'll stick with Mr. Cooks there. I guess more of a, a dislike for Pittman than a, a like for Cooks. Yeah, and, and I've got Cooks in a few spots and happy to see he got in the end zone last week. Um, he was definitely getting the targets. Um, catch count was down, you know, the middle two weeks, but seven catches in week one, seven catches, you know, seven for seven actually here in week two. So you love to see it. Um, he's going to be involved. He is the best playmaker on the team. You know, obviously Damian Pierce may have something to say about that after last week, but Cooks is still kind of their go-to most trusted guy. Um, you know, I will say, I think, 
you know, while Pittman has a good matchup, or I'm sorry, has a tough matchup, I think they're both startable for sure. You know, you know, it's definitely a luxury to have a choice between the two of these. You know, maybe you have a you know, number one receiver and then your flexes are covered by some running backs you picked up. Um, so I, I do lean Cook slightly with the safety there. You know you're getting the target volume, and it's probably going to be a little more quality target volume against a defense that has been solid, but you know not very. You know it's given up a lot of points to the wide receiver position um, versus yeah, Dipman, no JT. So are they going to be able to sustain a running game? Or, you know, is that going to affect their effectiveness passing the ball? I think, you know, maybe the pure, pure upside is just, you know, Pittman's a great player. Maybe he just makes a couple of big plays um, despite, you know, them not being competitive in the game. Maybe maybe they are competitive in the game somehow. Denver implodes you know, like they did there in week one. It's it's tough to say, but I'll, I'll go Cooks, you know, in a close matchup or if you're favored to win, whereas Pittman maybe with that kind of that pure upside. Okay, uh, last the wide receiver question here. Half point PPR Hollywood against those Eagles or uh, Cortland Sutton versus the Colts. Yeah, um, two you know, tough matchups as we've said there. You know, Eagles defense has played well. Um, Hollywood, I think you know, if anything gets if anything happens, it's it's going to be Hollywood. He's going to be the one that they're going to have to rely on. Um, so I kind of want to lead him just on the volume, but you know Sutton's getting that volume as well. Um, in Denver, and, and it is a really good matchup. Indy has given up a lot of points to the wide receiver position. Um, I think, you know, keep an eye on Darius Slay. Um, I haven't heard anything about him missing, but he did come out of the game and not go back in in Jacksonville. I believe his back injury. Um, they, you know, they seem optimistic, but if he's out, then you have really just Bradbury and some younger corners, um, and Hollywood plays on the outside. So I don't think. Oh, it's gonna have to worry everything about the slots. And that one could be interesting. Um, but I'll, I'll lean Sutton here if I, if I had to pick between the two of them, just because I think the matchup is great there. And, and clearly, he is the only one that Russ trusts. I mean, we saw Judy get a little bit involved and spreads it around, but Sutton's gonna get that volume. We know that, and it's a great matchup. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, Sutton is the guy for the Broncos for sure. Um, and it's just a much easier matchup. Again, worried about Thursday, worried about Russ, but I mean, Russ has had problems all year and Sutton's been fine. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Sutton all the same reasons you laid out there. All right. So we've got a, another, we've got a flex option here. Also PPR. We've got Drake London at Tampa, Jeff Wilson at Carolina, Juju Smith-Schuster versus the Raiders and the aforementioned Damian Harris versus the Lions. Yeah, and an interesting one. Um, removing Juju right away, just lack of trust. Yeah. Um, he does. Yeah, I mean, you, you match him up with London, even though London's got a tough matchup. I, you know, I trust that they're going to get him the ball. So yeah, it just just the two receivers. It's not even close. Yep. The, let alone running backs that we think are going to get volume. Yeah, agreed. So Juju's out. Um, London been liking the volume. Um, Pitts has popped up on the injury report with the hamstring. Um, not sure that actually matters. Um, doesn't seem like he's actually out there anyway. Um, or if he is, Mariota's not looking at him. Uh, so I don't know if that matters, but that could funnel a few extra, you know, targets London's way, but Tampa defense, you know, pretty tough. Um, so I, I think I would take him out next. Um, Jeff Wilson, I'd imagine going to be a real good play against Carolina. 
Um, but I think Harris could be a better play against the Lions. Um, so I will go with Harris for all the reasons I outlined earlier when we were talking about Harris. What about you? Do you agree? Yeah, it's close. I think, you know, the fact that this is a full PPR definitely makes it closer. Like, if this is half or not PPR at all, you know, and then the catches don't matter as much, it's Harris in a landslide. Um, but, you know, hasn't gotten more than two catches in a game yet. Um, obviously, you know, the receivers that we talk about here are getting volume. Um, but, you know, Jeff Wilson, you know, has some. He didn't catch a belt ball last week, uh, but, you know, two, two, and three. So, Maybe slightly more, but you know, probably not a ton. I, I don't think I can not pick you know, Damian Harris, but Drake London, you know, just with the the bonus points he's going to get because of PPR, definitely makes it a little closer between the three of them. But yeah, it, you know, just that Carolina matchup. And until we see them stop someone, we have to believe that they're just going to give up an infinite amount of yards and, and points to the opposing running backs. Perfect. Moving on to our trade questions here, Will. Uh, we got two Dynasty, three redraft here, starting with the Dynasty. Both of them focused on Javante Williams here. Uh, so 12-team PPR, Will, would you rather have Javante or Sutton straight up? Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on the team. I mean, I don't know that you're trading for Javante Williams if you're you know, trying to compete. But, I mean, that is a very, very fair, you know, very, very fair trade. You know, So if I'm like middle of the pack or lower and want to kind of lean in and, and, and maybe – take a year um i think the value is you know, easily javonta williams in a, you know, in a vacuum here granted you do have to know you're probably not going to get a, a you know fully healthy javonta williams next year either uh usually takes you know nine to twelve months for the recovery and then you know some time after that to really get worked back up so it, it may be until 2024 until we see what we were hoping to see out of javonta williams um that yeah, being said, you know, if I'm trading Javante Williams, I want more than Sutton. You know, especially if I'm a contender, let's say, and you know, is looking to you know trade him. I'd rather just trade him for you know maybe some draft picks. I don't know that anyone's doing that. You know, if if you're rebuilding, but I'm looking for you know something more than that. Maybe more lateral running back move. Maybe a slight down, but Sutton doesn't do it for me. What about you? Uh, I think Sutton does do it for me. Um... For mostly for the issue you laid out, like it could be this year or next year, you really don't have Javante. Um, it, it you would assume he's going to play next year, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be the second half of the year. It's going to take some time to kind of build up, and so you're talking two years down the line. You, you're trading for a guy you're not going to be able to use it for two years. What's the team look like in two years? Like if Russ looks like this now, what's he look like in two years? <laughs> you know. Um, you don't have your your running back. Your quarterback hasn't looked great. You know, do we still have the same head coach? Like, there's so many questions to be asked. Um, he's now two years older, and we know the shelf life for running backs isn't that long to begin with. So, how much time do you actually have with Javante? Um, you know, it, it feels weird from like a valuation standpoint. Like you said, like I'd like to get more, um, but I don't know that I could. Like. Eh. Would somebody offer me a first for Javante? Like, I wouldn't give up a first for Javante. I'd rather have the first, I think, at this point. Um, so I, d- I just don't know what more I would actually get. Probably very league dependent. But yeah, I mean, my myself, I'd, I'd go with Sutton. Yeah, I mean, you make a good argument for sure there. Um, obviously, we're still talking about Javante Williams here in a, in a PPR dynasty trade. Javante Williams or Kenneth Walker and... Uh, Ka- I want to say 
not Kenny, Kyle Pickens? No. <laughs> George Pickens. Am I, am I, George Pickens, yeah. So you're mixing the Kenny two of them Pickens together. quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Um, this one's easier considering getting two players. You know, Pickens looks like a, a great wide receiver in the making. It's just going to take, you know, a year or two. Um, and Walker, I don't know, you know, he, in theory, should be the guy maybe at some point this year or definitely next year. But we said the same thing about Penny when Chris Carson was there and they drafted Penny and it never really happened either. So yeah. Seattle's weird. Pete Carroll's weird. But at least, you know, I'm getting a running back back, a young one on a rushing team and a what looks to be a good future wide receiver. So I think this was a little bit easier. I will take the Walker pick inside. Curious on your thoughts, though. Yeah, I think this one is is easier of a of a trade for me, just from like a value standpoint. Obviously, it's all going to be team dependent here for for both of these trades. But you're getting guys, I think, that are you know going to be you know ideally longer term assets. And what we've seen from them so far, I think you know Pickens has been promising. I think when we see that offense kind of get going and and see everyone clicking, Pickens looks like he's the real deal. And I still believe Walker is. Obviously, we haven't seen a ton of it. You know, still probably getting back from from the injury but i think this is you know much better value from a dynasty standpoint for javante than, than the Sutton trade so i'll take that that walker pick inside okay perfect um in the world of a redraft uh straight ppr another two for one dobbins and aj dylan for swift that's uh, an interesting one i think that's pretty good value for swift i don't necessarily want to move swift um, obviously, you know, the injury is a concern. Um, so, if, you know, if you, you could end up trading him and maybe the injury is worse than you have imagined and you've got two really good assets for him, you know, especially if Dobbins pans out. I think we know what we have in Dylan, but I yeah, I think it's fair value. I would keep Swift. Like, if I could trade the two of those for DeAndre Swift, I would. Um, so I, I'd take Swift, but I think it's very good trade. Agreed. I am assuming that the Swift team is probably like one in three. You drafted Swift, Chase Edmonds, and like Elijah Mitchell. So you're really yeah. only have Swift and you're just you're dividing him up into additional assets. Um yeah. so you can fill out your roster and you know better compete. And then probably the reverse on the other side, you know, they probably got Dobbins and Dylan and then they got, you know, whatever Chubb and, and someone else. Um so Swift might make it like a dynamite three or you know really strong two or something like that. Um so I'm with you, you know, no matter, no matter what side of that fence you're on, I'm fine with both of them in a vacuum. I'll take the best player in Swift. Um, but I think it makes sense for both teams. If it's a situation I just laid out, I'm assuming it is. Yeah. Yeah. Good chance that that's the case. Um, all right. Another redraft here. Another full PPR. looks like most of these are here today. Um, Jonathan Taylor is not playing this week. Um, I think people are pretty optimistic. He returns. In week six, you know, given a, a full two weeks to recover from the ankle injury uh, for Josh Jacobs, who had a great game and really came alive. I'm Chris Olave, who it looks like the real deal. What do you think there, Steve? I'm assuming it's a similar situation to the one that I just laid out. Um, mm. If you need a win right now, your own four, then I'm definitely and I'm the Jonathan Taylor owner. I'm, I'm definitely pulling the trigger. Because you can't afford another loss. Uh, you just can't dig yourself too much of a hole. Um, so I'd pull the trigger there. If I'm not, and I'm like two and two, something to that degree, I'd, I'd probably stick with Taylor just for the pure upside. Um, 
Jacobs has been fine for fantasy. Like you said, he blew up last week. I'm assuming that's an outlier, but yeah, he's been fine. You know, a lot of talk about Alave. you know, maybe, you know, the breakout continues, he gets better and better. So like, there's a world where that Jacobs Alave side definitely wins depending on how Alave breaks out. Um, what Jacobs usage kind of steadies at. Um, but I think I will take the, uh, the typical one Oh one in Jonathan Taylor there and his just Supreme upside. What about you? Yeah. I worry that, you know, in, in that scenario, it makes sense for both teams, but I worry that that maybe sparks some outrage in the league. Cause just, you know, overall, I just don't think that value is worth it for Jonathan Taylor. I mean, you know, obviously both of them are playing well. A lot of it's probably playing better than his draft position. Jacobs probably about it. And, you know, Taylor, I think overall is probably less than the one oh one, but you're you know seeing enough out of him that you're happy you took him in the first round. So I I think that that could be a an issue with the way the league reacts to a trade like like that. So I will still take the the Taylor side. Um I mean I think that you know you it's just yeah, it's tough to trade him at that point. Yeah, agreed. It's, it's a tough one to pull a trigger on. Uh, last one here, Will. Ten team PPR. James Conner talked about him a lot today, um, or Brees Hall straight up. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I think I would take Brees Hall. I think we're seeing him really step into his own, and Conner, someone that I've always been kind of down on. Um, obviously, you know, could get back to the volume. They could get that offense going again, but I mean. You know, even if they're both playing pretty well, I still would take or still still take Brees Hall. Um, so you know, just with the way that they're both trending, I think definitely taking Brees. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking Brees. All the same reasons that you just laid out there. Um, it's uh, I think pretty easy for me. Bonus points if it's if it's a keeper league, <laughs> and you yeah, potentially get the keeper. Be, you know, even better. But yeah, I'm with you. Cool. Uh, well, hey, Will, that's going to uh, wrap up the Start Sit show. Uh, any closing comments on your part? Yeah. Good luck, everyone, here in week five. Um, should be uh, hopefully a you know, good game, Denver and Indy. Uh, make sure you get your lineup set there, get your Thursday night players you know, into the correct positions there out of the flex. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, good luck in week five, everyone. Uh, Tune in next week, another waiver show, another starts at show. And until then, trust your board.